0: Hi, good evening and welcome to Moments with Norma. Well, another week is behind us and it's Sunday evening here in London. It's been a very cold, cold day and winter is surely here with us. And tonight, the Moments with Norma I'd like to just share with you is a little bit about me. And why I feel that I am in the right place to motivate, to inspire and to share my life and my life experience with you. So just a little bit about me today is I'm 63 years old and I am a mother of one. I was a single mother, I brought up my son who is now a wonderful son that I am so proud of and he also has a wonderful daughter and I am so proud of both of them and just to share a little bit of my life experience with you to let you understand and get to know me and I remember, I think it was in 2003, when I had a family incident and we lost one of our family member, a very young family member. And when I went up to my family and we all got together to decide how we were going to deal with the incident, I remember my niece's mother uh, turned around and said to me, who do you think you are? Why do you think you can come here and speak to us and think that we should listen to you? Do you know what it's like to be a single mother? Do you know what it's like to be in an abusive relationship? Uh, What is it that you understand about life that you think that you could help us to um, go through this experience and I will always remember that and so for me I think that's where I'd like to start tonight's podcast with you is to share a little bit about my life and where I'm coming from and why I feel that some of my life experience can inspire and motivate any of the listeners that are out there. I was born 63 years ago um, on a very high mountaintop in Jamaica and at the age of five I took hill and the process uh, through my illness was they found out that I had Um, What was called then a hole in the heart, but we now know that um, that is now known as a leaking heart valve. And going through that experience as a young five-year-old child, I had to quickly grow up because my father had left and gone to England. My mother was in charge of a very big village. Uh, along with her children, her mother's uh, children, and also um, her brother's children. And she had a great responsibility, so it wasn't just me that she was responsible for. And so I was sent to live with foster carers because it was easier uh, for me to get to hospital when I took ill, and so my journey in life has taken me through um, seeing many of my young uh, friends uh, in hospital with me. They died, and they didn 't make it, but I had the opportunity uh, to come to England where there was an experiment being taken place for the very first heart valve replacement. And I was lucky to come to England and join that experiment. That experiment uh, also lost um, a lot of uh, my other friends' lives um, who didn't make it. And out of the uh, four of us who went on this journey, for the very first experiment of um, valve replacement, they all died and I was the only one um, who made it through uh, that journey. And for me, um, that experience has always taken me uh, through most of the challenges that I've had to deal with in life, whether it's challenges with, um, as I say, illness, whether it's challenges with relationship, um, whether it's challenges with myself, my sexuality, spirituality, whatever those challenges are, those former years of being in that space of being healed and knowing that my life expectancy was not going to go past uh, 10 years old and living past that now till 63 I have used all of those life experiences then to help me to make it through life. After I came out of the hospital, I'd never really been to school. And most of the schooling that I had was either in my hospital bed or going to the hospital um, schoolroom, uh, if you could make it. And so going to school uh, in the 60s here in England was also a very challenging time uh, for me and for other uh, black children because obviously in those days the racism against black was very, very, very uh, not nice and we spent most of our days fighting uh, in school rather than learning And so there were some serious challenges for me, again, uh, growing up in a very racist environment and having to learn to overcome in that environment. I then left school at 15 and I could not wait to leave school. I just wanted to get out there and start living life because obviously, for me, missing so much of life growing up. I just wanted to grow up as quickly as I can and just take life um, and make the best of it every day and just do what I want to do. And so I left school at 15 with no qualifications and I went to what we called then a day release course working in an office. And I was also very fortunate to um, get that job in an office because, again, in the uh 60s and all through the 70s it was very very difficult for a black woman or a black man to have certain jobs that was exposed to the public like working in a office working in a shop Uh, most of the jobs that we were told that we were good to do was either sweeping the streets uh, working in the factories uh Doing nursing, nursing was considered in those days a very dirty job. And those were the jobs that we were able to get. Working in shops, we were not allowed to do that. It was one of the things that they would say, well, you know, uh, we don't want the black to rub off on our hands. And also working in an office, again, that was something that we were not allowed to do. So I was very fortunate when I left Uh, school at 15 and I managed to secure a job in an office and in those days it was called a clerk and uh, I was the junior clerk and obviously I was learning all the different office uh, procedures you know typing shorthand and answering the telephone reception making tea doing the stock count um, all those things that you know, um, filing that they would get um, juniors to do. And then I think it was about once a week or twice a week, I would be able to go to the local college um, to um, learn um, different uh, things like typing and shorthand. And in those days, a little bit what they called commerce. And I think now it's called economics. And so... For me, I did that job and then I got a little bit fed up because I really wanted to get into either the music or um, acting or, you know, something that was in the entertainment. But of course, I knew that was going to be a very challenging um, journey. So for me, I always had the knack of looking after my skin And I remember having serious acne when I was growing up and every night I would go into the fridge and I would take out uh, what I could like mix an egg and some milk and different things and lime and all these wonderful different natural things and make a mask and put it on my face and go to bed with it. Um, And so I seem to be um, gravitating towards... um, you know, looking after my... And although for me, growing up, because I really did grow up in hospital, um, I wanted to be a doctor, but then when I left school, um, that went out of the window. And so somehow my journey seems to uh, take me into the beauty industry. And I started um, working and become the first... um, or one-off, I'm going to say one-off because I would have to have proof of that, but certainly within the area that I was in Birmingham, I was one of the very first uh, black beauty consultant in a department store. And that journey was a wonderful journey uh, for me because it allowed other black women to have the courage to get into um, the beauty industry and also even just to work in a department store and so for me um, that journey uh, took me into becoming a great salesperson and also to learn certain uh, discipline um, in a work environment and i then left um, which wasn't a very nice way of having to leave that job after many years. Uh, But during that process, I had my son. I was a single mother, as I said, and I had my son and I went back to work and then got the sack. And then after that process, I then ended up uh, finding um, a job again in an office environment and i didn't really like it because obviously for me i'd moved on from that i preferred you know not to work in an office environment but in the environment of beauty and so i saw a small advert for a company that was an american company and they were asking for a makeup artist and i called and got an interview and I started working um, within the beauty industry, um, sort of a makeup and demonstration and demonstrating and helping uh, black women to become uh, more conscious you know, of their makeup and how to apply uh, makeup. Uh, in those days, it was something that we never really had a lot of makeup specially made for us. So when this American company came in and this American company um, had makeup that was specially designed uh, for the black skin, it was really good and I was going all over England teaching, holding lectures and uh, demonstration and we worked um, at many beauty exhibitions and it was just a fun time. Uh, for my life and through that process um, I did that and then I think for me um, what I want to share with with all of you that's listening to me is about me being very transparent and being open in sharing my life with you and I think that's really very important because sometimes when we pretend we're something else and pretending that we haven't had certain experience. It doesn't really help uh, that other person that's really going through some very difficult time. And sometimes they think they're very much alone and that nobody um, else is going through that experience but them. But for me, um, at 63, I think it's time that I don't have that fear of explaining or sharing with someone who is Norma, what makes me be me. And for me, after I went to the very top of my beauty um, journey, I decided uh, to come down from that mountaintop and I went off to live in Europe. And to be totally honest, when I went to Europe, I went to work within the sex industry, and then I did that maybe for about three years or four years, something, you know, between three to four years. Then after that, I came back, and then I decided to go and to live in America, and I went to America, and that was another journey at the time that was in the, um, middle 80s, uh, And America at that time, in fact, I lived in Florida and Florida at that time had lots of drugs and lots of shooting and killing. But I went there and I made good and I started my own uh, skincare um, um, company and was um, again doing the same things that I did in England showing uh, black women how to look after their skin uh, doing their makeup and that was a very exciting journey uh, for me and then after that journey um, I came back again to England and I opened a business here in England and one of the reasons why I didn't open a business in England but choose to go to America and open a business was When um, I was here and I was trying to get finance to open my home business here, no matter how good my business plan was, and I took it to the bank manager, they would not give me that money because as far as they were concerned, you know, black women uh, didn't spend money on themselves. How was that going to work? And so they didn't take a chance on me. And so that's one of the reasons why. I took off and I went to America and started my business. So when I came back from America, I was able to set up my own skincare business here uh, in England and started um, doing really, really very well. And so, all through my uh, journey, for me, I dealt with a lot of women. So when you are a beauty therapist and you're Or even if you're a hairdresser or any kind of um, therapist, you know, one of the things when you deal with women is that we all share and most of them, it's not the treatment that I give that they only come for, but they come for because they know that they can talk to me. They can share their experience uh, with me and whatever they're going through, I'm going to have something good, positive and motivational to inspire them. And so for me, over the years, dealing with many, many uh, women, I have inspired and motivated and I've shared uh, with them and also um, not just with women, but of course, you know, I do have quite a lot of male clients as well. And it's the same thing. Once you are in the business of being a therapist, you are going to be inspirational, inspirational to um, many um, people. And so for me, that journey of um, the beauty industry has taken me um, into becoming um, a better person because when I am talking to people and when I'm sharing with people, I also have to look inside myself and I have to look at myself and You know, whatever I'm going through, I'm going to try to find a way in which to deal with it. I also um, gave a lot of my free time to um, drugs and alcohol. And I worked for one of the uh, London um, drugs and alcohol awareness team for about five years because I really wanted to understand um, more about community activities. I wanted to understand People and the different challenges that was outside my box. And so I went and I worked as a give back of my time uh, to a community, uh, drugs and alcohol. And again, I learned so much. And for me, that was also a very big turning point in my life because I realized that I also had some issues in my life um, that I needed to work on, and some of those issues was um, abandonment, feeling abandoned, because when I was young and I had to go through that journey of being healed and being at death's door, it was something that I had to go through by myself, because obviously my parents had other uh, children that they had to take care of, and in those days they never had the money. But they always put me in a very safe environment. But of course, that safe environment was without them. And for me, I had to deal with uh, those kind of issues around feeling abandoned. And so when I was doing my drugs and alcohol um, uh, work, I met quite a lot of um, different uh, types of emotions. And I started uh, the journey of self-healing by going to do a course in what was called emotional freedom technique tapping some of you might hear of it and that for me was a wonderful time of learning about self-healing myself and learning to forgive myself and to forgive my parents and also it took me back into memories that i totally forgotten about and not realizing how much my mom, how much my dad loved me and how they were so too strong people. And there was me thinking, oh, they didn't care about me enough, you know, because they weren't with me, but they did their best. And that was the best that they could do. And the rest was really up to me. And so... Um, I did that course and then I did another course called, um, uh, energetic. Um, it's, it's a little bit like, um, looking at the whole chakra. And so it was called chakra psychology and sort of looking at the journey that I made through from birth all the way, um, through life and looking at the seven big chakras inside of my body. And every month, you had to have a look at each chakra. And for me, when I was doing that particular course, I could not understand when some people were talking about um, sexual abuse and um, how it felt. And in that course was quite a lot of... um, very well-learned people like psychologists and, you know, um, therapists that was um, much more qualified in uh, emotional um, therapy than than me. Because for me, my emotional therapy, I'm a beauty therapist. But of course, I learn on the job um, with my clients. And I just couldn't understand. And when they got to the heart chakra that particular day, I spent the whole day on the floor, literally crying, uncontrollable. But because it was such a very safe environment that I was in, I was allowed to uh, cry the whole day while I was comforted and was able to express myself. And then one of the things that I realized why I had this heart problem was because of the different... uh, things that had happened to me leading up to me having uh, uh, this um, illness with my heart. And it was just really a broken heart. And so for me, um, going through that process of self-healing was really important and learning to forgive and to let go. But these are some of the things that I want to talk about as I go along in making more podcasts about healing and forgiveness and focus. As I said in my um, introductory podcast uh, last week, these are the topics that I want to cover and uh, relationships and how all of these things can make you heal. And so for me, um, these are the experiences that I've had and I've come through. About four years ago, I became healed again and um, I I knew what this journey was going to be about. Um, and I had to go back into hospital because my initial valve that I had in for 52 years um, was worn out and I needed to have a new valve replacement. And so I had to go through this process again. But for me, it was a different process this time because I had so much more knowledge about life I had so much more knowledge about self-healing so for me uh, going through this process was quick it was easy it was effortless and I have now made a full recovery and I am back on track and so for me I want to share so much of my life experience with all of you to inspire you and I just want you to know that all the challenges that you're having in your life I've had them and I just want to share with you how did I overcome those challenges how did I get through them with um you know, the the, the different process that I had to go through. And so many of you out there I know um, is hurting from pain, from falling in love, uh, being rejected, uh, being a single mother, uh, being lonely, uh, not having anyone to share your life with. Uh, Some of you are out there with some very challenging illness. And also... Different things. there are so many different things in life that comes to challenge us. and I just want to share my life experience with you and how I have gotten through those challenges to make me that better version of Norma of who I am. And right now, in the space that I'm in, in the life that I'm in, I am so happy. Fulfilled. I am so much more in a great space of living every moment, every moment, and taking every opportunity. Um, this is so funny because one of the opportunities that I wanted to experience, um, some I think about maybe about six years ago, was to go into radio and have a radio talk show on a Sunday evening when I know that it's a critical time for most people. And I went, I wrote, um, you know, a nice little, you know, um, synopsis of what the uh, programme would be. I took it around to so many radio stations, knocked on so many doors, and even some people that I know really, really very well but nobody would let me in. And I never gave up. I just put it one side and says, you know, one day it's going to happen. And as technology has changed and look at me here today, I'm on a podcast. This is so much even better than doing a radio show. Um, I can get my podcast out to um, so many social media level and share what I wanted to share all along and so we all have journeys in life and it's about learning to tune into the things that we are so passionate about and if you go with the things that you're passionate about I know many people just get up and they do things because it's that's what they think that's going to make the money or because they see somebody else and that's somebody else because if they're enjoying life and it looks really easy um, and then when they go to do it they're not happy um, doing what they're doing because really it's not your passion you just saw someone making lots of money and you think that's a good way of surviving and in life we have to go with the things that we are passionate about and what I am passionate about is I love people and I love talking I love motivating. I love inspiring people to be the better version of themselves. I love giving of myself uh, to people and to support. And although when I first started out, I wanted to be a great doctor, I think I am a great doctor. I am a great doctor, maybe not a, a doctor that can cut you open and stitch you up, but I can cut you open in your emotions and help you to stitch that back up. And so for me, um, I just wanted to share a little bit of where I'm coming from, why I feel that I will be able to inspire and to support whoever is out there that is listening to my podcast and to become a better version of themselves. In the process of being healed in the last um, four years, um, I have always wanted to write a book and I've written lots of well I've started writing lots of book, books on skincare and I put it away and then I can't finish it I started writing my life story many different times put it away never really finished it and obviously for me uh, one of the reasons why I never wanted to go into writing my life story was because my mom and dad was alive. And there are some things that, experiences that I've had in my life that I don't think I would want them to know about in this life. I'm sure in the life that they are and where they are right now, they're looking down on me and that's okay. And they know about it. But I didn't want to write and expose myself of the things that I really did that would have hurt them so badly and so for me I was not able to write uh, that story but they've both um, gone on and they've uh, you know sort of uh, um, gone on to uh, rest and I feel that now is the time for me to write that story and What I've done in the last three years uh, while I've been in that process of healness and waiting for my operation is that I've actually penned and finished my life story, my book. And this book is called Coming Down from My Mountaintop. And everything is ready. I'm just waiting for the book to come back from the uh, editor. And um, I really thought that it would have been back already, but I had a little message from him yesterday and he was saying that he's working on it and it will be with me very soon. And so once it comes, I'm hoping that as the new year of 2019, I will be able to share that book with all of you, with all the uh, journey and the entire Um, experience of my life I'm going to share that with you and so um, coming down from my mountaintop um, look out for it and hopefully that it will also be able to inspire many more lives and for you to understand who Norma is and why I feel that I have that experience to help to motivate to inspire anyone to become a better version of themselves thank you for listening to moments with norma and we will catch up again next week